Fusion Patrol is a listener-supported podcast. Find out how you can help support us at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. This is the Fusion Patrol podcast. Each week, we look at a different science fiction TV episode or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And tonight we are looking at the fifth episode of Star Cops. This case to be opened in a million years. That's what I call a cold case. Kenzie is finishing up some routine business. An Italian engineer has been caught in possession of illegal substances and sent down to Earth for prosecution. As she closes the file, a launch failure occurs in a nuclear waste freighter crashing on the pad. Full radiation alerts are sounded throughout the moon base. David seems particularly upset. The alert is soon called off as no leaked radiation is detected. Spring gets a call from the personnel department. All space staff are periodically required to return to Earth for vacation. He can either start his seven-day vacation on Earth, now, or he can be relieved of command and be shipped back to Earth, now. He reluctantly chooses the former and heads off, leaving David in command and with instructions to investigate the freighter crash. The company is Italian, and the controller, Santanini, an Italian gentleman, isn't terribly helpful. His company accepts nuclear waste from Earth, stockpiles it on the moon, then sends it in shipments into space for disposal. He objects to the Star Cops inspecting the containers due to continued radiation leakage danger. This suits David just fine, as he seems particularly uninterested in being exposed to radiation. Colin, however, thinks something is afoot. Unfortunately, with David unwilling to push very hard, the Moonbase commander won't overrule the ban on health and safety grounds. On the flight to Earth, Spring is saddened by the prospect of his first vacation since Lee was murdered. But he soon meets a nice Italian lady named Lena, and they hit it off. She convinces him to go to Italy, where she'll meet him in a few days in the catacombs of Rome. Rome is a bust for him. After two days of continual rain, Spring decides to cancel his appointment with Lena and go somewhere else on holiday. But he can't find her contact info, and when he inquires to Kenzie to check the personnel records of the lunar mining company that she said she worked for, Sunzek, there's no record of her. Curious, he sticks around until the scheduled rendezvous. On the moon, Santanini, the Italian controller of the Italian nuclear waste company, makes contact with the controller of Sunzek, an Australian of Italian descent. Something nefarious is afoot, and they meet clandestinely in the cafeteria. Santanini must make good on his commitments and get the shipment moving. Santanini asks for some exploded blasting charges. Kenzie sees them, but does not overhear the conversation. At the catacombs, Lena doesn't show, but the Italian engineer that was put off Moonbase on drug charges is waiting for Spring and tries to murder him. Spring kills him. Later, Spring consults the local police detective in charge, an Italian, 
but he doesn't promise much in the way of assistance. Spring plans to leave immediately, and then discovers large amounts of money have been deposited into his account. Returning to his room, he encounters someone planting drugs there. When he tastes them to see what they are, he falls into a hallucinogenic stupor, during which the Italian police detective and an Italian photographer arrive and take Spring's picture. When he awakes the next morning, he returns to the moon early. On the moon, Kenzie and Colin are still suspicious of both the Italians and Sunzek. Spring returns and is given the blasting charges, supposedly found at the site of the accident. It was sabotage, probably by that same engineer who tried to kill Spring. Spring is then charged with corruption, and David put back in charge. He declares the case closed, but Kenzie goes to Sunzek for a poke round with Colin as backup. She discovers that Sunzek has found uranium-235 and is selling it illegally to lesser nations. She's captured, but Colin saves the day. Spring uses Box and discovers that the launch was planned to allow it to swing by an abandoned space station, perhaps to smuggle something off the moon. Despite being relieved of command, he breaks into the supposedly radioactive waste and discovers it's uranium-235 ore. Santanini followed him and is about to kill him when David, overcoming his fear of radiation, saves the day. The Italians have been beaten. For now. Uh, so, this case to be opened in a million years by Philip Martin. I'm wondering, does he have something against the Italians? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, they're all the mafia. <laughs> all of them, apparently. And apparently they're all in waste disposal. Oh, so many t stereotypes in this. Could oh, yeah, good point. Thesis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, wow. Italian police officer on the take. Oh, uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a little heavy handed. I mean, I get. I, I think he had a script for another cop show and just put in space stuff. He said, hey, this will work. Well, that's an interesting question. Um, it's possible. Or, you know, the germ of an idea. I was going to say, I, 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 don't know. I mean, I get the fact that if you want to do a story about the mafia, right. you kind of have to make them Italians. I suppose. Well, yeah, if they're Japanese, they'd be Yakuza. Exactly. If you're going to do the Italian mob, then you're going to make them Italians. And, and I just, if they were American, they'd be Republicans. Oh, wait, I didn't say that. Oh, boy. <laughs> we're just having a week on that this week. I got to tell you. Um, no, I, I, I guess the one thing that I've always hated is uh, I can think of a couple of episodes of like The Saint as well, where he goes up against the mafia. And in those cases, everyone he meets in Italy is actually on the take in the mafia. And I, I get the idea that in places it may be so pervasive and so threatening and so dangerous that perhaps everyone does have to play ball with them. But it does come off as very bad for the Italians. And, and it can't possibly be true. Oh, that no, way. of course not. You know, so it 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 it's something about italian mafia stories where they really really like to to make it look like you just can't trust anybody who's italian and yeah i think about the only thing they were missing was like a a, a spaceman's head in in uh, spring's bed when he woke up 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will say there was a scene in this that I, I absolutely adored. I absolutely adored. It was the fact that every time, and, and I'll, I'll admit, I'm not an expert on this, but whenever you watch a cop show and they find a brick of mysterious substance, yeah. they always taste it to find out what it is. Oh, yeah, that's cocaine. Oh, yeah, that's heroin. Oh, yeah, that's whatever. And I guess maybe cops go through, I don't know, taste testing I, I think they at, have in the past. I don't school. know if they do that now, but I, you know, I guess if it tastes acidic, it's one thing, or if it's bitter, it's something else. It makes your tongue numb. It's but I appreciate oh, the fact okay. that that got him, that zonked him. Oh yeah, it's like wow, you're in chemistry class. What's in the vial? Well, I'm going to stick it up under my nose and take a big old sniff, <laughs> and then thunk, you just yeah. fell on the floor because it passed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've I've always wanted to see the cops have problems with that. <laughs> you know, I have a, I have occasionally seen one where the cop, you know, like a comedy show where the cops would be like, oh, no, I'm not sure. I need to try a little bit more of that and just keep doing it. But yeah, or but, he sneezes you know, and it goes over his face. Yeah. 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 There's always that. But in this one, at least he had negative uh, negative reaction to doing something stupid. And right. I appreciate it when a character does something stupid and they pay for it. Oh, and also it tells us that, uh, what was this, uh, heroin concentrate 46 is Something amazingly like that, yeah. potent. It's like fentanyl in the 80s. Yeah, when this was the 80s, so. Exactly. So, as a whole, as general, now that we've picked on, picked on their picking on the Italians, what do you think <laughs> of the episode? Eh, it was all right. It was difficult to find a uniquely space-based thing in it, though. Yeah, I guess, you know, the idea of holding or of uh, hiding uh, uh, a substance inside of something else and then shipping it somewhere, uh, you know, is, is uh, uh, you know, smuggling it is, you know, that's not really unique to space. I have to say, I thought this case to be opened in a million years, that that reminded me so much of the one where the guy murdered those people or maybe he didn't murder them by tricking them into suspended animation exactly that i thought there really was going to be a spacey angle to this yeah and you go through the whole episode and i'm like i don't know where that title comes from i don't know where that title comes from and then you finally get to the last (laughs) scene and you're like i'm gonna kill you and then i'm gonna stick your body in one of these cases that says don't open for a million years it's like oh. oh wow the title's a throwaway line wow they don't even they don't even mean case as in police case oh no no of course not they mean case of radioactive waste it's just uh but yeah you're right i, I so let's try to take a look at the space angle of it uranium the on the moon uranium on the moon and, oh, um, and the and the uh, shuttle was supposed to divert to an unused space station yep Okay, and also the fact that we take our nuclear waste from Earth, fly it to the moon, where then they repackage it and then fly it off into deep space? Well, you know, it's a, it a lucrative contract and you have to put middlemen in there so you can pan out the numbers. Let's just forget about Why would the, you do that? Do you, do, you think it's, do you think it's like we slip a little – I'm realizing that there's a reason you don't launch nuclear waste material on rockets and so therefore – which is demonstrated – in this episode, yeah, they blow right? up. It might blow up on the pad. Um, would it? Would it? I mean, ultimately, it wouldn't make any difference, right? If you if you launched, let's say, a kilogram of nuclear waste on every 
shuttle that goes to the moon and then they put it in a warehouse until they get enough to put it in a big ass rocket and launch it into the sun or deep space or wherever they send it off to. Would, would there be any logic to doing that economically? Hmm. Because you still got to pay whatever the cost is of getting a kilogram yeah, so if it costs off the earth. $1,000 to get it up into space. Once it's Unless in space, they just, like, it's still going to cost money. They get all the people on the passenger shuttle and they get all their luggage on board and then they look at their weight allotment. They go, eh, we've got room for another 37 kilogram. Bring on the nuclear waste. And then they pack sure. it in down in the hold. Yeah, they use it as ballast. Yeah. <laughs> That's a comforting thought. <laughs> Yeah, port side a little bit heavy. Well, you just put some of that old plutonium over there on the left. Yeah, we'll, we'll be, be good. good. We'll be good. <clears throat> <laughs> wow. I, I didn't think about it like that. I mean, I can't I can't think of any logical reason why you would stage it on the moon. I otherwise. can't either. I mean, if you're if you're willing to if you're willing to launch it off the earth's surface, you might as well just get it out of there. Or maybe that is it. Maybe it is a safety factor. Right? If a if a kilogram blows up, well, you know what it might be is that uh, you know getting something into low Earth orbit from Earth costs say a thousand dollars, but once it's up in low Earth orbit, uh, the the cost in in fuel to move that mass to a solar orbit would be say three hundred dollars, or you know to allow it to continue on to the moon, uh, you know be two hundred, and then from the moon you can send it someplace else. Well, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Is that there's some way to be cheaper to get it? Yeah, low Earth orbit is is a, uh, a deeper gravity well than sending it to the moon. So it's, but okay. And and then we have, and I'm, I did only watch the episode once, so I may have missed something in Box's explanation. The shuttle or the freighter was launched coincidentally at the exact same time as a moonquake right and the moonquake is actually what caused the launch failure yeah but it was a predicted moonquake so they knew exactly when it was going to hit but for some reason the waste company refused to change the time of the launch am i am i right so far yes because it had to launch at exactly that time so that they could, and this is the part that I, it loses me. It sounds like, so it's possible for them to change the course for it to go to the abandoned space station. Right. There'd be some plausibility in why it's off course. Okay. It was, it had to do with, it was going to go off course. It wasn't that by launching it at that time, it happened to pass. It really would pass the uh, space station nine or whatever it was. Mm, okay. You've had... But why there were explosives on board, I don't know. And were there explosions on board? Well, I the, mean, it doesn't actually look like any of the nuclear waste was really disturbed. No, the casks held when the, uh, the vehicle failed. And from the effects, it just looks like it kind of fell over. Right. Uh, so, from the, the video that they were used, using to, uh, to examine the outside of the craft... Uh, they had it circled in yellow the the uh, the mining charge that was placed on the outside of the ship, but that was a lie, right? And I don't know if that was, you know, clever uh, video manipulation on their part or what. Well, I thought I thought they said that they were going to. Sh 
uh, instead of showing the Star Cops the real shuttle or freighter, they were going to show them a computer recreation of the event. Uh, okay. So that was All that right. was a 3D. Okay. And and he, because David was saying, well, I mean, it's and then I guess is that a good enough investigation? And and the head of the moon base was like, da is good. I don't know, you know. <laughs> it works for me. Yeah, we, yeah, it's not ideal, but okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Russian moon base commander, second time we've seen him. Mm-hmm. Does he seem like an okay guy this time? Hmm. Uh, he doesn't seem to be as uh, willing to bend the rules as other moon base commanders have on other TV series. But uh, <laughs> well, I mean, last I guess, time there was kind of question as whether or not he was a Russian agent. Yeah. Yeah. This I, time he just seemed like, yeah, okay. He's just being officious, do, doing his bureaucratic job. And, you know, is he wrong? Uh, if if the company that's dealing with the nuclear waste says it's not safe, aren't they supposed to be the people who know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. So. I mean, he has no reason to doubt them. I mean, if only he realized that they were, you know, Italian. Um, yes, and he he would have known that they were obviously mafia. So obviously, he didn't grow up with those TV series and and uh, movies. Being from so Russia, Russia we have no TV. Exactly, we, we only watch MacGyver. We enjoy it. Later episodes after Soviet Union fall, when he is helping intercity youth. <laughs> we watch Potato on Stick, illuminated by candles, and we like it. I don't know. Sorry for all the Russians out there listening to this. Uh, you know, I have. No, we're not making fun of Russians. We're making models. fun of the Soviet Union. Yes, yes, it's, it's kind of it. like yes. that comedian. I can't think of his name right oh, now. Yakov Smirnov. Yakov Smirnov. Yes, yes. Only we're. I was going to say we're funny or not funny. I haven't decided which joke makes more sense. Um, or which I think is more technically accurate. he he's funnier than us because he's been paid for being funny. Fair enough. If you're paid to be funny, you're a professional. You're a professional funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. In the past, you have had some uh, reservations about the quality of the acting on this show. Yes. Uh, I was wondering how you thought the performances rated out this time. I got the feeling that uh, Calder, the guy who played Spring, might have had a cold during shooting this. Uh, And also... um, it, uh, the gentleman playing Thoreau has not received any notes from the director about changing his acting style or perhaps finding one. <laughs> so once why do you again, think I... once again, uh, it is, it's awful. It hurts, actually. <laughs> and also, it, Thoreau is just a crappy cop. I mean, Davies is, is turning out to be a pretty good investigator. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, is it Davies? Da- is is, da- is Dav- Davis? Dav- da- Davis? Davis? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Davies. Da- I don't know. It's it's Colin. Yeah, Colin. <laughs> yeah, he's he's turning out to be actually a pretty good cop. Yeah. So is Kenzie. I yeah, was thinking actually, she was kind of she was kind of seemed to be taking the cop thing seriously this week. Yeah, she's taking some initiative. She actually thought something out, and you know, it worked out pretty well. I think she kept her, used from her reputation vacuum. as a cop on the take. She uh, was able to uh, 
She, she was in her own element, actually. But <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised by the two of them. Although there's yeah. still a little too much shouty uh, going on. Well, you know, on the moon, everybody's hard of hearing. Mm. Well, it's because the uh, uh, little known fact: the uh, sound waves on Earth travel the way they do in in effectively a sort of spreading out straight line yes. because they evolved on earth <laughs> in regular earth gravity but when you're on the moon <laughs> they, they don't know how to deal with one-third earth gravity and so they tend to disperse faster and and kind of go up much more quickly they, so get, they is, get all yeah, confused and lounge around and, and just yeah. kind of, of tumble their waves in space and until they bump into and, oh oh when they're on when they're in zero gravity i mean those it's just poor nuts. people they don't know if they're they don't know if they're hearing something that somebody just said or whether it was from yesterday and it's just been bouncing around up in the or from tomorrow who knows or from tomorrow it could be yeah it, it it's um it, it's terrible <laughs> yes if we can both uh, agree that it's terrible okay yeah it it's it is <laughs> i i am um, spring is why do you say you thought he was on cold medication? I mean, he just seemed to be a lot less animated for the for a lot of it. I mean, sure, he got his all shouting, yelly, yelly stuff at, mm, at, mm-hmm. at his uh, his uh, uh, employees, essentially. But uh, yeah, I mean, sure, he, he was kind of depressed because he was on forced leave to Italy and it was raining all the time. <laughs> I suppose that could be a little <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Uh, and you know he was almost killed when he was going to the catacombs. But you know he's he's a space cop. She he should be used to this. I mean he's killed somebody in every episode so far, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I mean I don't know why he didn't have his uh, his his fancy medical laser with him to uh, take out the uh, the bad guys. Yeah. Well now because they've got those uh, they've got star cop guns oh, from that's Australia. Right. Yeah, we haven't seen those yet, haven't we? No. Hmm. No. And the only gun we saw looked like a real gun. True. True. On the moon, which yeah, just strikes me you know, as a really that's what bad you bring. Idea, well, if you're in the mafia, or sure. sorry, if you're Italian, um, or in waste <sighs> disposal, um, yeah, I don't know. Wow. He just seemed to be a little bit less. Uh, I don't know. I um, I don't know. Less less. I noticed when Box was explaining the orbital situation. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going for. Box's batteries are running down. That's what I thought, too. He has some difficulty pronouncing some words. And slower. Yeah. It's that gravity. And and I almost wondered if... I almost wondered if... Um, we are watching these from YouTube. And it's a copyright show. And they do various things to prevent you from from the automatics to detect that it's a copyright show. One of which hmm. is they tend to eliminate opening and closing credits or they run oh, them, but they blank out the nice. sound. I thought the guy who recorded it was just being nice to us by eliminating the uh, intro and outro theme songs. I've seen places that reverse the video. So it's all backwards, which is great if you're watching uh, journey to the far side of the sun, uh, yeah. but it's uh, a, <laughs> Terrible for everything else. Yes. Um, But I was wondering if maybe they had – one of the things you can do is vary the speed. And I'm kind of wondering if they had stretched this one out a little bit. I don't know. I don't don't think so because we would have heard it in other areas. 
just it just it was really pronounced in box uh at that one point and i was like huh it sounds like he's a little bit on cold medicine and then you mention it about colder's performance in general and i'm like uh, maybe there's something to it i don't know maybe they you know this is their the the the, the director telling him to you know be mopey and and depressed because you're not on the moon doing your job which you really like and yet he was actually fairly good when he was kind of getting um happy and lively when he was talking to lena on the on the plane yeah yeah actually it was the first time he seemed human <laughs> yeah and not all shouty shouty yeah. yeah and the fact that he comes back to the moon and he won't tell them i mean what but let's discuss that idea you're a cop you're the right. head cop and you discover that there's strange money in your account yeah 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 somebody tries to kill you somebody tries to plant drugs in your apartment right what is the correct response to that i mean what what is a cop supposed to do report it to their superiors i would hope so you know it's like uh money i don't know what's going on here they put the drugs in my room then the italian cop and an italian photographer came in and took my picture and um yeah. like i mean it feels like you should you should front load that right out the bat to somebody and go look this is going on and i don't know what the deal is but i'm being framed yeah but no no he comes back and he's like i don't know who i can trust up here so i'm not trusting anybody like hmm. i i i really don't know i mean the people above him is there really anybody above him? There's that commission, but I mean, they're as useless as, well, as a commission of European commissioners on interstellar space police. Right. Or national trade or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like the wrong, it seemed like the wrong course of action on his part, but he doesn't, I mean, he's got a good instinct for coppery, obviously. Yes. But, well, I think he would have known something was up when he tried to find Lena's information and uh, he was asking about her whereabouts and where does she live on the moon, et cetera, et cetera, and came up with nothing. Uh -huh. It's like, okay. And then he goes I into the catacombs and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so he's going to be walking around and he's going to be like taking sly looks over his shoulder to see if anybody's behind him or something, right? Eh, no. I guess maybe he was. Maybe that's why he stopped at that pool thing, and uh, then the the uh, assassin came up behind him and tried to hit him with the uh, auto injector. Yeah, I, I I don't know. We got no evidence that he was aware of it was going on. I think this could be yet another case of really bad visual direction and bad storytelling. Yeah, could be. It could be. Um, I mean, maybe the reason Bo uh, Box was uh, sounding slow and having difficult pronouncing words was something that we totally missed, or they just forgot to put that in the the script, or it was in there. Charged you know, him they, up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They took it out of the script. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I I was actually unclear as to why he. So he's supposed to wait four days in Rome, and for starters, why? If it was a if it was a setup, wouldn't she want to do this as soon as possible hmm. instead of waiting for four days? I don't know. Maybe they needed time to get things coordinated. Or something. I don't know. 
I mean, she was obviously she was obviously targeted. So uh, there's that. And then it's raining. He's bored. Two days have elapsed of his four days. He's like, "Ah, I'm getting out of here. I can't. I'm going to call her up and say I can't meet you. And they can't find her. Right. They can't find any trace of her. I assume that he stayed because he was curious. I would think so, yeah. It's like, ooh, As opposed something to, oh, I'm such a gentleman, I can't just stand her up. Or he's horribly desperate. Well, he's clearly that. <laughs> he's been on the moon, for heaven's sakes. That's right. So is supposedly Lena. Well, obviously, Lena must have been on the moon. Right. There's another problem. How, how did that work? Maybe, uh, maybe she was put on the shuttle with uh, false papers and told her to go seduce this guy, make sure he's at some place at a certain time. Yeah, maybe she's it's on the, the world in the payroll of the mafia. Maybe it's the world we live in today, but I find it hard to believe that the moon shuttle doesn't have documentation of all the people that were on board it, and that he didn't check that too, and true, like pictures true. and. Surveillance footage and right, but all that could have been doctored on the you know beforehand. Could be, but it doesn't seem like the kind of technology they have in this world. Well, all you do is you just take a ticket and type the other person's name in it and stick it in with a stack of real tickets, and boom, you're on the shuttle. Yeah, but if they had footage of her, then they could find out who she was. No, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's what I get. I guess by looking back in that days, maybe they were thinking that boarding an airplane or boarding a shuttle would be exactly like it is now, where the whole family can run up to the gate and maybe even get on the plane and say goodbye before they leave. And, you know, yeah, true. The 80s were kind of like that. I mean, they had yeah. metal detectors from the 70s, but uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty relaxed. I, I, I don't recall even going through a metal detector when I went to Vegas in the early 80s you know you just you just went out to the gate and checked in and well they had uh, metal detectors at the airport in north dakota and that was in the 70s you know well, late 70s north, north dakota i mean yeah you know gateway got the Canada. canadians Ooh. nearby yeah come on there's they're coming over the border and then capping a flight out of north dakota flying down somewhere the, where yeah, it's exactly. warm Could be, yep. I, don't, I don't know less flat so um or you know making sure they're not trying to get into south dakota could from be. North Dakota. I mean, the, the, the rivalry that goes on there is, is uh... Minnesota. They're trying to keep them out of Minnesota, or they're, or they're trying to keep the North Dakotan from uh, stealing valuable metal objects. Could be. Is there metal in North be. Dakota? Yeah. No, not as far as I know. There's no mining. Let's see. What do we have? I don't know. Oh, oh, obviously, the the dramatic subplot of. David Thoreau does not want to die by radiation. It pains me to think of that. You know what I mean? How the subplot was executed. Oh, yeah. It was like, I would oh. say badly. Jeez. I, I would say badly. I mean, when the, when the radiation alert goes off, he obviously is not happy. And they all don their radiation suits. He dons his radiation suit. And then I think he goes to hide somewhere? I think so, yeah. I'm not sure what happened to him, but when he comes back, everyone else has got their suit off. They've had him off for at least 30 seconds. Right. And then David comes back and they're all like, oh, hey, dude, you can take your suit off because 
yeah, radiation alert's over. And you, and I'm thinking, yeah, that I, I know what they're very rushed. I know what they're saying. They're saying they're trying to convey to the audience that he has he wants to keep that radiation suit on because he's scared of the radiation. Right. I did get that, but it happens so quickly after the alert ends and they take their suits off and then he walks in the room still wearing his and they're like, "Hey, ooh, uh, uh. okay." It yeah, it's just it's, poor direction. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they said, "Okay, um we have to convey that he's afraid of radiation. We're going to do it in half a page, okay? Here we go." Can you can you look scared? Um, I can do this look. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll isn't call that, that scared. One, isn't that the look you use when you've solved a case? Um, no, 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 no. It, it's it's similar, but no. Uh, isn't that the look when you've just been promoted to You're happy? deputy commander? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a, it's a little different. It's like, yeah. wow. He, obviously what it is is he's holding his feet in different positions. Oh, it's it could be that. Actor. It could yeah. be that. Uh, it could also be the lesser gravity does not allow the range of movement in. Yeah, well, yeah, that's got to be it. Sure. <laughs> I can I can hardly wait for the first television production produced on the moon. Because you know somebody will set up a studio up there someday. I hope when we get a moon base. I hope I live that long. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah I hope I live long enough for him just to get a moon base. But the rate things yeah. are going. It is going to be 2099, and that's going to be a bit of a stretch for all of us listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, folks. Hope, yeah. Hate to break that one to you, but 2099 is a stretch. Yeah, just a little bit, maybe. It's not impossible. Not impossible. But but it's going to be a stretch. Yeah, and, and of course he... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He saves the day at the end. Uh, Spring wants him to go into the, the potentially radioactive waste area, and he won't do it because he's terrified. He's terrified because his father was exposed to radiation and then apparently died a horrible death. As you do. Which, as you do, yes. As you do. And David doesn't want that to happen to him, as no one does. Absolutely no one. No. No one has ever thought that that would be the way to go. But yes, I want um, severe alpha radiation poisoning. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a hint of gamma. <laughs> the, mm. the bouquet of gamma is just something uh, to look forward to. Those, 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 ah, that I sound of electrons being smashed off of my atomic. Exactly. Uh, oh, more <laughs> DNA got changed. Awesome. There goes uh, right now. I felt uh, uh, felt my liver. Being turned into liquid. Awesome. <laughs> Nobody ever. So he won't follow. He won't go in with Spring. He's like, no, right. I won't do it. Even, you know, Spring says, I'm going in there. I don't care. It's my career. It's my life. I'm going in there. I got to find out. It's the most interesting that's happened to me in a week. Yeah. <laughs> so then David goes in, which, you know, is the surprise because Sant, uh, Santanini. Yeah. I don't know why that's such a hard name for me to remember. Santorini would be easy, Santini would be easy, but Santanini. Yeah. Santanini. It's, it's that extra it's that extra syllable uh that, that just that throws that one uh, off for me. Anyway, he's got him he's got him down, he's got that gun to his head, and at that moment, David saves the day. Hooray! Once again, there's that weird 
bit of reality in this show where then spring then pukes his guts out on the floor in terror yeah and immediately david runs off now i'm thinking to myself okay you're in an area with lots of radiation or possible radiation lots of wasteland around and uh a guy who is you know he's got his mask off and whatever is just throwing up in front of you Oh, time to get the hell out of there because that's a, a very early uh, symptom of acute radiation sickness. <laughs> Run like hell. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my first I, thought. It's like, wow, he's a goner. <laughs> I, I really hadn't thought of that. My, my thought <laughs> yeah. was that that was them you know, trying to show that, that they really like to show that spring has bodily functions. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, upon a second it. viewing, it's, yeah, it's obviously it was just he was throwing up out of fear. Yeah, yeah. Really he was worried about crapping his spacesuit a while back, and here exactly. he's, he's exactly the bodily fluids of Inspector Springer. <laughs> it's a sequel. Talk to the big Finnish guys about it. It's what we call it's what we call <laughs> spring water. <laughs> uh, oh, I think we may have driven far enough off the rails now. Oh, we're in deep waters now. Yep. You are. <laughs> um, I don't know that I have anything else about the episode. Like some minor things. Like there was a yeah. lovely Bauhaus painting in the Italian office. Bauhaus, Bauhaus. That was that painting on the wall that's uh, black lines with on white with uh, red, blue, and yellow squares. I did not see it. Oh, yeah, it was in the background. It was in a couple shots. Oh, and uh, we could tell that Spring was in Italy in his hotel because there was a picture of the Mona Lisa on the wall. Oh, yeah. Every hotel is required by law to have a picture of the Mona Lisa on the wall. And the Pope. We didn't see the Pope, though. We didn't see the Pope, though. Perhaps in in the future, the Pope's been replaced by Mona Lisa. Could be. Or the Pope just looks like Mona Lisa. I'll go with that. Also, another interesting thing. Venice is gone. Yeah. Totally underwater. So I've seen pictures of Venice. They have some tall buildings there. So does that mean the water's risen about 60 feet? Or did it just, like, fall apart? I I don't know. I mean, if all the buildings... If it was 60 feet, there'd be no London. Right. Yeah, no, no, it can't possibly be. But I, I, think, I think, in addition, Venice is sinking. It's not just, it's not just water level rising. Venice is actually sinking. So I think there's some geologic instability there. It could be. I know that they're, it's built on these uh, earthquakes, very, very long oak pilings that are not rotting. I know that. It, Italy is, Ita- uh, is Italian. Italy is Italian. Um, it's also uh, tectonically active. There are volcanoes. Yeah, at least one. At least, well, Etna's there, right? Yeah. Or is that in Greece? Doesn't matter. Santorini was a volcanic yeah, island off yeah. the tip. There's one. Um, yeah, no, there's uh, uh, Vesuvius was in Italy. So, yeah, I mean, it, it could simply have been volcanic activity combined with earthquakes. And that's the end of Venice. We don't know. Um, but it's just kind of an interesting piece to put in there for them to just kind of ramble on about. Eh, pity about Venice. I saw pictures of it. It was really lovely once. And then didn't go anywhere. It wasn't like turned out the mafia did it or anything like that. 
Well, in the Wikipedia article that uh, talks about the episodes, so it does say that the original idea was to have Springer, or sorry, Spring, uh, visit Venice via submarine. But due to budgetary issues, they didn't do that. You don't say. And apparently there was uh, a lot less budget than usual because, wow. I mean, if you're in a... The, the only shots that might have been on location were inside the... Um, catacombs. Catacombs, there you go. I actually, I will confess that I went and searched online for pictures of the catacombs yeah. at Rome. And... They didn't look like that? No. I mean, yes and but no. The tunnels were narrower and bigger, uh, both narrower and bigger. And but those did look like real tunnels, didn't they? I mean, I, they I have a lot of quarries over there. I didn't feel like that was a soundstage. No, no. I think that you could probably find some old, uh, you know, Santaran armor in the corner if you looked hard enough. It's just so, you know some mine or salt, whatever that they. Uh, used for shooting i will say this and in looking at the pictures of the catacombs on the internet you know tourist people have posted photos and tons of stuff up there so i mean there's there's hundreds hundreds of them that you can view oh yeah that is one creepy unappealing place i don't know that i would care to go look at the bones of hundreds of humans packed in walls thousands and things it's you know, I'll pass on that. that. Yeah, it's like I know they're just they're just dead humans. Yeah, no, it's not a it's not it's a like just, ooh, yeah. I'm disturbing the dead or I'm worried about this or anything like. It's just like, I, why would I want to look at this? I I don't understand. But then uh, you know, I'm not keen on fountains either. So, well, you probably wouldn't like Rome. It's probably not on my first of my lists to go to. I would I would go to um, Herculaneum and um, Pompeii oh, sure. long before I go to Rome. So, because that'd be interesting. And then if you saw dead bodies, that would be a little cooler. I suppose, but, yeah. Other than just packing them in, it's like, all right, what else you got? I like that the, uh, the would-be assassin is using a little auto-injector type thing. You know, something that you would give like uh, atropine or something like that. You know, rescue injector. Mm. Were those common back then? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the they were at least around. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure when he pulled the thing out. I'm like, oh, is that supposed to be high tech hypodermic needle? But uh... it'll be like the well, the atropine. I think that's an anti nerve agent, so it's like the military stuff where you've got uh, uh, epinephrine. Mm-hmm. Uh, injectors. EpiPens, yeah. EpiPens, exactly. Yeah. You know they had those back in the 80s. So. Fair enough. That's about it. Oh, and uh, when Spring was on the shuttle talking to Box, the guy on the uh, across the aisle from him was like staring at him. Did you notice that? I did. It's like, okay, was yeah, that intentional or he's just being creepy or is he, you know, thinking what the hell is he doing or I, I think he was. What Does the he hell think he that doing? this guy is talking to me? <laughs> I, I I think that this is a case of the 1980s projecting the future badly. You know, if you saw somebody talking to his little uh, box of technology now on the phone or on a plane, mm-hmm. you really wouldn't think twice. No, no. But back then, nobody else has anything like box. 
So it is, it's unique. He's just talking to this little handheld thing and it's talking back to him and, and he's sitting there on the plane going, what the heck is that guy doing? I, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I suppose that's what it, that's what it was. Yeah. Cause you know, um, spring looks at him and then the guy looks away like, you know, right, I got caught. Yeah. Cause he's just bored and not an Italian mafia plant. As far as we know, we <laughs> didn't hear him speak. So, I mean, if he wasn't Italian, he, he was, or of Italian descent, even yeah, though they're Australian. Go. Exactly. Um, oh boy. The pain, the pain. Yeah. I hope the next episode's better. Uh, I don't know what it is either off the top of my head. Wikipedia says it's named In Warm Blood. In Warm Blood. Well, all right. That sounds like a crime. Could be. A murder committed in warm blood. (laughs) Could be by mammals. Could probably be by mammals. Right. That would be my guess. I'm going to blame the Uh, dolphins. (laughs) They've got their own moon base somewhere else. Yeah, probably. Probably on the moon, obviously, but I mean, (laughs) somewhere else on the moon, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not not like on Venus or something. No. John, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. <laughs> this has been yet a wonder yet another wonderful adventure. And listeners, I do hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. You've been listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener supported podcast. Find out how you can be a sponsor and get early access to all episodes and more at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. Come join the conversation on Facebook or Twitter. All episodes are available at FusionPatrol.com. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production.